All right, everybody. Eric Smith, Race Review Online, racereviewonline.net. Uh, we're back, week off, uh, IndyCar. They were uh, off last week, raced at Road America two weeks ago. Here we are back with the Honda Indy 200 at the Middle Ohio Sports Car Course. I'll be there this weekend. Obviously, this isn't a live picture. That's from last year. Um, we'll be traveling over there this weekend to cover the race for uh, Race Review Online, racereviewonline.net, here with Prime Sports Network. Um, be sure to tune in to our show. Uh, um, subscribe to the channel. Tune into our show from earlier the week. We previewed NASCAR in Chicago um, on a straight course. Uh, but today's show will be focusing uh, primarily on IndyCar. Since they're back, we're nearing the uh, midway stretch of the season. Uh, this will be kind of crossing over since there's an odd number of races, 17 races in the season. Uh, we're eight races in. This will be the ninth race. So they always kind of use this as we're crossing over in the second half of the year. Um, with that said, uh, championship is one thing we're looking at, and in both series, got Indy Next also, which is Indy Lights, formerly Indy Lights, which to anybody that might be uh, familiar with NASCAR, Indy Next is comparable to the NASCAR Xfinity Series, the way they are to the Cup Series. So the Indy Next is a ladder, uh, next down, next step down on the ladder compared to IndyCar. Um, they got a driver named Nolan Siegel leading their points. He's won two straight races. He just graduated high school last month. Um, he's going for the hat trick this week in mid-Ohio. So is Alex Pelot on the NTT IndyCar, IndyCar Series side. Boat drivers lead their respective points. Boat drivers are kind of pulling away. So I'm going to watch if boat drivers can pull a hat trick. Nolan Siegel, uh, he's made six USF 2000 starts in mid-Ohio. Just okay success. Never won. Too many pro 2000 series races. Same thing, third and seventh in those races. Um, he's got some good guys chasing him trying to close that gap. Same with Pelot. Talk to him this week. Um, he feels good. He feels real confident. What's scary to the field is he's made mention uh, that he's just getting better. He's more and more comfortable. He won the championship in 2021. He said they were still kind of guessing. That was his first year with Ganassi. Um, they're still learning things. Now he knows what he wants in the car. And the Spaniard is on a streak to where this is where he started these last four races. Third, first, first, third. He's finished. First, fourth, first, first. He's led 172 of 400 laps in the process. He went from nine points down entering the month of May to 74 points up entering this weekend. That's more than a race pace. So he's no matter what happens on Sunday, Alex Pelot is leaving Mid-Ohio with the points lead. The thing is, is can anybody touch him or does he extend that lead? He finished third second his last two years there on natural road courses like this one is behind me, you see. He's won six of the seven career races there. So can anybody stop him? I mean, this league could be blossoming to 80, 90, dare I say 100 points, leaving mid-Ohio. Uh, so I'm watching the hat tricks and the points leads. That's the first thing I'm watching this weekend. Um, Grant, I should have said this a little bit ago. This is the five things I'm watching this weekend. That, that would be number one because it kind of rolls in uh, to not only the season, but this weekend in general. The next thing this Pinsky and Ganassi, we're going to touch mostly on this because these are the two teams that are just dominating the season. They've won seven of, their, of the eight races. They won the ten or won the last ten straight championships in this series. They've gone one, two, top two finishers the last three races on the year at that. Um, so they've been untouchable. Polo drives for Ganassi. It's kind of like they flipped the script between Pinsky and Ganassi. Ganassi dominated last year. Uh, or sorry, Pinsky dominated last year, won the championship. Ganassi won the Indy 500, kind of kept them at bay. But overall, it's Pinsky. They won this race. This year, it's kind of flipped. Ganassi's dominated the season. Pinsky won the Indy 500. 
But you got Alex Pillow, and he's a hard one to look over if they're just set of stats. So you got that going for you. But, however, I took an overall view over this thing. Since 2020, that's the year this arrow screen was adopted because that's a lot's changed setup-wise, strategy, everything since this arrow screen was introduced. So if you go back to 2020, Penske and Ganassi have each won nine times on these types of tracks. That's 18 of 24 wins are just between those two teams. Andretti Autosports next, they've won three times, or they've won third most four times in the span. McLaren, they won last year at Barber with Pato Ward. Ed Carpenter Racing won the Indy Road Course in 2021. That's it. That's the list. That's the only teams that have won on natural road courses with this arrow screen. On podiums, Pinsky's got 22, Ganassi's got 20, Andretti's got 17. That's 59 to 72 podium chances, 81.9% with those three organizations. McLaren's got five, Coins got four, ECR's got three, Ray Hall's got two, and Shanks got one. That's it. But if you want to look at seven of the last eight mid-Ohio races last year, so we'll go, we'll go over those. Last year, Pinsky, Ganassi, Pinsky on the podium. 2021, Penske, Ganassi, Ganassi. 2020, doubleheader weekend. Andretti, Andretti, Andretti. Pinsky, Pinsky, Andretti. 2019, those pre, uh, pre-aero screen, Ganassi, Ganassi, Andretti. You get the picture. We don't have to go over all of them, but over the last 24 podiums, Pinsky's got 11 mid-Ohio podiums. That's 45.8%. Ganassi's got four, but two of them come the last two years. This season... Penske and Ganassi have won, obviously, the three natural road course races. They've swept the podium here the last two years, and they've won this race six of the last eight years overall. So that's why I kind of bring this point up, is this could be shaping up to be a Penske versus Ganassi battle, and everybody else is playing not just from probably fourth or fifth on back. It it may be sixth on back. I can envision a scenario where Penske and Ganassi sweeps the entire top five this weekend. Um, I just talked about Pelot. He's pretty much a show shoo-in for a podium. If the guy doesn't make mistakes, he's unflappable. We know what he's done on light tracks this season. But does anybody else from his teammates join him? This is where I feel like the door might be open up more for Penske. Ganassi has won four of the eight races this year. So they've won half. They've won three of the last four at that. However, They've won once of their last nine tries at Mid-Ohio. Penske's the one that's been doing most of the workload, winning the races. They won 1-2 in 2019 with Dixon and Rosenquist, and that's the only time they've won of their last nine Mid-Ohio tries. So, can they improve? They used to be the one point, the best team here. They won seven, at seven wins in an eight-year span, but it's that one for nine cents that I think opens the door for Penske to maybe close this gap a little bit with Alex Pelot. You got Joseph Newgarden's coming off a runner-up in New, uh, Road America. He won this race in 2021. Scott McLaughlin won this race last year. He's really good on tracks like this. So, Will Power, we know what he can do. He spun on the opening lap of this race last year, and we got it all the way up to finish third. Um, he was on the podium. So, Penske's the one that I think I'm watching the most out of this because we know what Ganassi can do. We know what they've done this season, but I feel like Ganassi has this door open a little bit for Penske to come in. So, granted, here I am again talking Penske and Ganassi. So, those are the main two things, uh, main two teams that I'm going to be watching. However, to lead to my next point, who can beat them? We can't just – it's IndyCar. I know there's – it doesn't show there's been a lot of parity with, with, between these two but there has been parity. The door still is open. So who can jump in with the Pinsky and Ganassi boys this weekend? Andretti Autosport should come to mind. 
the problem is they self-destructed here last year. If you remember, right, this is when all four teammates were pissed off at each other. None of them wanted to talk. Uh, Grosjean came out and did speak, but he blamed all of his teammates. Um, so we'll see what they can do. Road America, look, Colton Herta, kind of his strategist gave this race away from him. And that's what Pelot kind of mentioned um, this week when I talked to him is that, look, I'm not doing anything differently now than I did earlier the year. It's just I'm just taking what the field's given me. And you look at Colton Herta had this race won in uh, Road America just two weeks ago. He left 33 of 55 laps. He had the lead coming to the final pit stop. They called him down one lap too early. And the reason being, that's a four-mile track. Everybody else pit a lap later. That extra four miles cost Herta to be in fuel-saving mode where everybody else was char- charging. And he had the lead back on lap 47 when it cycled to him. However... He only held on, though, for two more laps. Pelot running qualifying laps. They knew they could make it to the end easily. Just by that one lap, pitting one lap later, he passed him on lap uh, 48. Herta dropped to fifth. And where I'm curious about is if Andretti's guys, last the same thing happened last year here. Herta cycled to the lead. Kyle Kirkwood, his teammate now, but last year was a Foyt, he got off track. IndyCar held the caution to let the leaders pit if they wanted to jump down pit road before they throw the caution. Herta never was called down pit road. Everybody else pit. He was stuck. He still had a pit again, cost him the race. Road America, cost him the race. And this is what Michael Andretti said back at St. Pete right before the season started. Mind you, this is after they dominated qualifying. Here's what he said, and I quote, I mean, we did have many races where we had fast cars last year, but we tended to do something wrong shoot ourselves in the foot one way or the other. That's another thing we've really studied and worked on. Hopefully our pit stops will be better and strategies will be better. We're really working on trying to be a lot more detail-oriented, things like that. I hope it pays off. It hasn't this year. They're still shooting themselves in the foot between crashes, bad pit calls. So here we go again. Can they, on the second half of this season, make up for all that? They've got a good chance. Championship's probably out of reach, but this track we know they've been good on. So can they be good? Can they jump in with the Penske's and Ganassi's is the question. Grosjean, and we talked about her, to Grosjean would be the next guy you would think. However, he's had a free fall since the month of May. To start of the year, he had two poles, third place, he had two poles, two runner-ups, and was set fifth in points, um, 15 out, going into the month of May. But since... He's qualified 18th, 19th, 3rd, 19th. He's finished 11th, 30th, 24th, and 25th. That's not going to get it done, folks. And that's why I have a feeling he's not had that contract extension <clears throat> presented to him yet because I know talking to him back in April, I talked. he thought a contract was coming in May. I talked to him in May. Him and Andretti both thought that things were going to come by the end of the month. And here we are going into July and nothing's been signed. Um, so this free fall and the attitudes around this bunch – it's time. It's hard to stop a slide. Road America again, or not Road America, Road Ohio again. We talked just last year of how much animosity and turmoil is going on with this team because of this race. They've got the speed. They've got the cars, but can they get out of their own way? These are Grosjean's best tracks. Three of his five runner-up finishes have come on tracks like this, so we'll see what he can do. We know what Herta can do. And the last guy, though, to mention with the Andretti camp is Kyle Kirkland. He was involved in a first lap crash um, the last two races, and he's rebounded to get near the top 10 in both. If he can stay out of trouble on that opening lap, I'm telling you, watch out. He qualified ninth, 
with a Foyt car here last year. And then the road to Indy, he won all three times in USF competition. He won both times in Indy Pro 2000. He won three of his four Indy Light starts in 2021. It was fifth place, but that was because he got the championship locked in. That's eight wins and nine mid-Ohio starts in the road to Indy. He was fast last year. He's got a car that uh, Rossi's was dominant in. Um, he won 2018 there. Um, he's in that car now. So I'm telling you, Kyle Kirk was probably the biggest sleeper to watch in this field. Um, and he's one that could probably stick it to these Pensies and Ganassis this weekend, as long as he doesn't get punted on the first lap. That's the key. Um, McLaren's the other team to watch. Two of their three cars on the Indy Road Course podium. They're in the podium with Road America. Pato Ward was on the pole there last year. Felix Rosenquist was a close second in 2019. He won in 2020 at Road America. Um, Alexander Rossi, six top six finishes, his last seven tries on that track, three podiums in his last six. In qualifying, he's made the fast six in four of his last seven, and he's finished the race eighth, third, uh, eight, or sorry, he's got three top tens on um, uh, natural road courses this season, including third at the Indy Road Course. He's really good at this track. They're out for redemption. They both, all the quotes uh, I've got for this week from the McLaren camp is this is a redemption weekend for him for how last year ended. They had two cars start in the top four, but they had two cars finish in the bottom four. And that's because mechanical gremlins took him out of the race early. You got Andretti, who I just talked about, but they self-destruct. McLaren had speed last year. They've, they've been right there with Andretti as far as speed this year again. They just haven't self-destructed as much. So if Ganassi has that door open and Penske can't close the deal, don't sleep on that McLaren bunch to come through um, and steal that and steal the show on Sunday too. So that's why it's intriguing to watch with these inter-team battles. You got Penske versus Ganassi, but you got Andretti versus McLaren for next. And if any of those doors open, those are the four teams you're probably going to look at. Um so a couple sleepers I want to throw in there. Renus VK, a pair of top eleven results in 2020. Although he was 16th in 2021, he rebounded to finish fourth a year ago. Uh, he was strong in the road to Indy, third and second, respectively, in USF 2000. He swept the weekend a year later in Indy Pro 2000. He scored a pair of third-place finishes in the lights. While he's not made the fast six in mid-Ohio, he has qualified 9th, 11th, 11th, and 11th. So 11th seems like the, the spot where he's going to qualify this weekend. He could still win a pitch strategy go his, his way. And Ray Hall. That's the last team that you're going to look as far as the sleeper team. Graham Rayall has home track, nine top ten finishes, his last ten starts, including seven of them being in the top six. He scored a pair of fourth-place results in September 2020 on this track with six and 12, respectively, the last two Julys. Um, Christian Lungard, teammate, is fast six, finished there in Barber, seventh, qualified seventh, finished seventh in uh, last time out in Road America. He was on the pole at Indy, finished fourth. It seems like Jack Harvey, I know he's having a dismal year. He had a dismal year last year, but we know what his teammates can do. So I'm curious if they can get that thing turned around. So um, Ray Hall group was good at Indy, and I'm curious if they can train. They're decent in uh, Road America. This is their home track. What can they do this weekend? So that's the team battles I'm kind of watching. A few more points, kind of lesser-known points to watch. Scott Dixon, he's trying to get a seventh. IndyCar Championship, which would tie A.J. Foyt for most ever. If he's going to do so, though, it starts this weekend. He's 98 points out, tied for fourth. He can do it. He can close that gap that Scott Dixon we're talking about. And you got to look at why it means this starts this weekend. He's won astounding six times at this racetrack. 
He's got 16 top 10 finishes his last 17 tries there. Um, so we know what he can do. Six wins. Can he pick up the seventh to try to get to his seventh championship? After that, it's the Toronto. Dixon's won four times, including just last year at Toronto. And he's got a streak there of three consecutive top two finishes. Then it's the Iowa. It's a doubleheader. He's 0 for 17. He's never won there. But he has five straight top five finishes, including a pair of runner-ups at that. So that's a good streak coming up for him in the month of July. Then it's Nashville. He's finished second and first there, respectively, including that win last year. That's going to get you to the final month of the season or stretch where you got Indy Road Course, Gateway, Portland, Laguna Seca. That's why it all starts here this weekend at Mid-Ohio Farm. He can't keep losing points to his teammate. I told you what his teammate can do. Um, Alex Blow's got three wins in four races, six straight top fives. Dixon can't get top fives anymore. Dixon's got to win. So let's see what he can do this weekend. Sophomore drivers, that's the final point to watch. Um, I talked on Kirkwood. He's a sophomore. I talked about Moongard. He's a sophomore. David Malukas qualified eighth last year. Cal Mylock qualified tenth. This seems to be a track that suits these younger drivers well. Can they make some noise in a crowded room of the big heavyweight drivers? So I'm curious what those guys can do. That's the final point, guys. That's the top five things I'm watching. Um, one thing that is going to be worth mentioning is I'm curious what these ratings are going to look like. Because this is the second straight year, as I've mentioned, that we're on the 4th of July weekend um, in mid-Ohio. How much longer will IndyCar stay on this weekend? Because you got to think, a lot of times IndyCar is still kind of in that niche sport. Um, they're not NASCAR, they're not NBA, they're not MLB, they're not any of that. Um, it's hard to get ratings on weekends like this. Last year, um, this was a tough slot for them. They didn't get a big rating. They got 0. .57 um, rating, 643,000 viewers for this race weekend. NASCAR, by comparison, they didn't do much better. They got 1.93 million viewers um, at Road America. Here's the difference, though. NASCAR was on USA. IndyCar, because of that rating, got bumped from NBC, which is a prime network which they're being Last year wasn't good, but usually they're averaging around a million viewers. Now they're on USA. USA barely even got any card of 400,000 viewers for Belle Isle last year. So if they got 643,000 viewers on NBC Network TV for this race last year, what's it going to be on USA this year? Where NASCAR, it's a bunch of attention surrounding them at Chicago's street course race. They're on network NBC this weekend, not till 5.30. It would have made a lot more sense to have IndyCar as a lead into that, but it's not. They're on USA. So I'm curious what that rating looks like. And if it's – because we know the crowd's going to show up. Mid-Ohio's got good crowds. They've had the last few years. It's the rating that pays the bills. And if the rating's only in the three to 400,000 range, I don't know what you do. Do you try something different? Because the IndyCar race got over a million viewers um, – at Mid-Ohio when it was run on the 4th of July a few years ago. It's just when it's not run on the 4th of July. Do you make it special? Do you run this race on the 4th of July no matter what date it falls? Or do you put on this weekend altogether? So that's one of the radar thing that I'm kind of looking at what the rating looks like. I know the crowd's going to be good. It's The rating's going to dictate, I think, this race um, date next year. Is it on this race weekend? And does any car even race on this race weekend next year? So that's one thing I'll be watching kind of under the radar. But uh this weekend, again, the Honda Indy 200 Middle Ohio Sports Car Course, 130 Eastern on USA. This is Eric Smith, RaceView Online, raceviewonline.net. 
Check out a bunch of preview articles already up there. Uh, Prime Sports Network, make sure you like the channel, subscribe. Um, hope you enjoy these videos. Hope they uh, help you out. Um, but this will be this weekend. IndyCar has got a, a off weekend next weekend, and they're back in Toronto two weeks uh, after that. So uh, we'll talk to you then.